So last week we talked about how to receive a prophetic word, right? And it's super important because so many people have gotten hurt by prophetic words that just weren't God or that they didn't have permission to, to flush it or they didn't know what to do with them. And so, you know, we're, we're clarifying that and we're looking at, you know, what, how, to, how to create a healthy prophetic culture because um, prophecy is hearing from God speaking to men, right? But there's flesh involved, and it's very different than the Old Testament. So if your idea of prophecy is the Old Testament, you need to renew that idea with the New Testament and really see, you know, what, uh, how is Jesus? Jesus is always our model. And so today we're talking about the other side of it, which will also help you understand when you're receiving a prophetic word, this is what the person prophesying is going through. And, and then us, you know, how, how do we give a prophetic word, you know, because God wants to use all of us, you know, and, and, um, and John 10, 27 said, my sheep hear my voice, right? And so if we're all his children, his sheep, he's our pastor, our shepherd, then we all hear his voice, right? Say with me, I hear God's voice. I hear God's voice. All right, now let's hope that you believe that, right? I hear God's voice. And uh, his voice is, is good. His voice is, is like Jesus. And so um, we'll talk a little bit more about what Jesus has to do with, uh, with the prophetic. Okay? But um, I used to be scared of prophesying because I thought, uh, what if it's just me and it's not God? You know, I don't know if anybody can identify with that, but I was like, how do I know it's really God and not just me? And so what we need to realize is that when we're born again, when we receive Jesus into our heart, and, and then His Spirit comes and lives in us, right, and, and we become a new creation, and the Bible tells us now we have the mind of Christ, you know, they're, 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 we become one with Him in our spirit. And so He lives inside of us. And so as a matter of fact, I want to I propose to you that it is... Only the bad and negative thoughts that are not God, and that all the other good ones, it's mostly always Him. Because a lot of times we question, like, is it me or is it God? Well, He lives in you, and you have the mind of Christ, and you're in a creation, and the Bible tells you that you are dead to the old person, and you were raised again with Christ, and now Christ lives in you. And the life that you now live, you live in the faith of the Son of God. Are you following me? So a lot of times we make, we try to make the separation. Is it me or is it God? And my question is, is it good? You know, because that's your first place where you want to, you want to start. Is this good? You know, would, would God be telling me something negative and horrible by myself? No, right? Now there's a difference between conviction and condemnation, right? Condemnation is when when we're, we're being put down by thoughts or by other people's words or by the devil trying to, you know, put us down. But conviction is when the Holy Spirit in love is reaching into our hearts and telling you, hey, there's a better way to do that and you're better than that. You follow me? And so, so I used to be scared of prophesying because I, I would always be thinking like, is it me or is it God? I don't know. I don't want to say, you know, because I had this idea that the prophet always had to say, thus say the Lord... And then it better be God or I'm going to die. But that's not how it is. 
That is not how it is in the New Testament. That's not how, how Jesus showed us. That's not how it is now. And so it gives us freedom to know two things. First of all, um, there's flesh involved always. So no man's word is infallible, you know, even if they say, thus say the Lord, you know. But that's not really how we should do it because there's a, there's a better approach to it. And, um, and then, um, so, so I'll tell you this quick story. You know, I was at, uh, I was at a coffee shop a couple weeks ago. And uh, I make it a practice to ask God, what is he doing? What is he saying? Or if there's anything he wants to say to someone. And, and there was this, uh, this uh, uh, lady sitting in front of me, like a few tables. And, and, and I'm just studying. I'm just minding my business. And, uh, and I see her and I get this impression in my spirit that she's a pastor, you know. And I'm like, man, okay, good for her, you know. Like, <laughs> and, um, and, and I just, like, it just kept, you know, going. Like, it wouldn't leave me. It was like, she's a pastor. She has a heart to mentor, uh, you know, uh, young girls and, and, uh, and, and just a few other things, you know. And so finally, I got bold enough to get off my chair and go tell her, say, hey, you know, I just, just wanted to share with you, you know, that, you know, I feel like, I feel like you have a pastor's heart, and you have a heart to, to mentor young girls, and to tell them, uh, uh, to give them wisdom of mistakes that you made in the past that you don't want him to, you don't want them to walk through, and that you really have a heart and a way to connect with them that other people don't, and she starts crying right there in the middle of it, and I'm like, oh, great, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, um, you know, she starts telling me a story like, yes, you know, her, you know, she, she did, you know, went through some things in her life, but now she's been really convincing her sister who is now really just doing things she shouldn't, hanging with people she shouldn't in the world and just really praying and really burdened about her and stuff like that. And she said, I'm, I'm not really a pastor or anything like that, you know. And so, um, but she has a, a hunger to be discipled and to disciple others. And I'm like, well, that is kind of what a pastor does, but okay. So it was, it wasn't a hundred percent. It wasn't, you know, scary. It, I mean, it was a little scary at first, but, but the thing is God doesn't reward the results or how accurate it is. Like he rewards the risk that we take see? because it's faith that pleases God. And so when we believe him and we take a step of faith and we take a risk, right, it's what pleases God. And so God wants to speak to all of us. This is not just something for pastors. It's not something just for the man on the pulpit or the evangelist or the, or the actual prophet, you know. And, and last week I, I showed you how the prophet's job is actually to equip the body of Christ to learn how to prophesy so that we can all prophesy, okay? We all want to be used by God in supernatural ways, don't we? I mean... Who doesn't? Like, we want to pray for, you know, someone in a wheelchair and see them get up. We want to pray for someone that has cancer and see them get healed. We want to, you know, receive an amazing word and deliver it to somebody and completely change their life. Like, who does not want to be used by God in amazing ways? I would have loved to be Moses with my stick raised up and then the waters just open up like that. And, all right, follow me, all you bunch of, uh, you know, complaining people. Let's go, you know. See now who's, yeah, like we all want to be used in amazing ways by God, but we need to believe right and we need to be equipped and we need to uh, just do our part, right? And a lot of times that part is just taking risk, you know, and, and saying, all right, God, you know, this is, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step of faith and believe this is you. you know? It's kind of like a salesperson. You know, a salesperson has to make so many cold calls and deal with so much rejection in order to you know, have, have a small percentage of, of success, right? In, in order to be able to get some clients, right? It, it's, it's taking risk in a way. So why wouldn't we learn how to take risks for the kingdom of God in things that would turn people's lives around completely? right? Like, it's amazing. Like, if you buy this vacuum, you will never, ever have dust in your house again, ever. Like, you will be able to breathe confidently. Right? It takes a risk, you know, to to go and be bold and sell something like that. But, you know, hey, you know, if you only give your life to Jesus... You will spend eternity with him, and he has a purpose and a plan for you, and you don't have to live in fear and anxiety the rest of your life. Like, isn't that better than a vacuum? If you sell vacuums, like, that's awesome. I'm not knocking down selling vacuums, you know. But what I'm saying is how much more important is an actual life, a person's life, future, hope, purpose, and destiny, you know, than some temporary earthly product. Are you with me? So wouldn't you want to be used by God even if it takes a little risk and sometimes a little rejection to be able to appoint people to God? I mean, I would, right? You're like, oh, I would too, but my legs shake, you know? It's just like, <clears throat> we all want to be used by God, but we often feel disqualified. So today's your crash course. You ready? Take notes. First Corinthians chapter 14. Let's see. Oh, hey, there we go. I'm going to... Uh, we're going to go there and we're, we're going to read it in a moment, but um, say this with me. We may all prophesy. Say, I may prophesy. Ooh, okay. So today is your crash course. Prophecy is hearing from God, speaking to men. In the simplest way, that's all it is. Hearing from God, speaking to men. Right? And if we're all his sheep, John 10, 27 says we're all his sheep, his sheep hear his voice, then that means I hear his voice, okay? And that means that I can speak his voice to somebody else. It's very simple. Okay, we overcomplicate things sometimes, but it's just our fear and our flesh and, and, and all this stuff. But we're creating a culture here where it's easy to prophesy and to receive prophetic words, and it's safe. And what I mean safe is that your life doesn't depend on that one prophetic word somebody gave you. Because if it's off, you can always flush it. If it doesn't sit well with you, but it might, there might be something good in it, you can always shelve it. And if it's amazing and your spirit is like, yes, and it's you know, on the word of God, and it's, then you, what, you plant it, right? And it becomes a rhema word that can change your life and transform your life. Are you with me? And so one of the things we did last week is that we flushed prophetic words that were spoken over our lives or, or declarations that were spoken over our lives by people throughout our life that were not God. And that's, that's a really good place to start. If you weren't here last week, you want to listen to that message and you want to make sure you get to the very end and do that activation, okay? So I'm going to teach you today a couple of very important things. The first one is the ABCD of prophesying, Okay? Oh, look at this. What am I doing now? (laughs) See, I shouldn't be giving this. Nope, no. Okay, so never mind. (laughs) 
the ABCD of prophesying is this, okay? And we're going to read it out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Yeah, okay. You know what? But I changed my mind, so let's go back to... Okay. Verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. It says, let love be your highest goal. Say it with me, love should be my highest goal. Okay, above all things, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, you know, you can prophesy, you can do miracles, you can, you know, lead worship amazing and be very proficient and, and very eloquent at speaking and all this stuff. But you, if you don't have love, it's like, it's worthless. It's worthless. It's only good to be flushed. <laughs> and so chapter 14 starts by saying this again, said, let love be your highest goal but you should also desire the special abilities of the, the Spirit gives. What is this talking about? The spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Spirit that so many people don't teach or speak about or equip the body of Christ to walk into. But these are the things that set us apart, right? Because they, we can have a lot of words and a lot of knowledge, but if there's no power, then what's the point? If there's no power, it's not pointing to God. Like, where's the part that He does that nobody else can? Right, and it says, uh, so desire the, the the spiritual gifts, okay, especially the ability to prophesy. That's amazing, right? Especially the ability to prophesy. So first, goal number one is love. You cannot prophesy if you don't love. You can't prophesy over somebody you don't love, over a city, over over a country that you do not love. You just can't. So if like you hate something and then you feel like God's giving you a word for them, you can't. You have no authority to be speaking over someone you don't love, right? That's why the Bible tells us, love your neighbor as yourself so that you can prophesy over your neighbor, <laughs> okay? I prophesy that you're going to move to a different house. <laughs> I hate being your neighbor. No, you can't do that. You need to love them first. And then you can say, I prophesy the Lord is going to bless you with a bigger house in another neighborhood. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> if you really love them. It says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. But it will, be all it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others. Say with me, strengthens others encourages them, and comforts them, okay? Verse 4 says, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. We've, we've talked about this extensively, and it's amazing. We need to do that. It says, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you're saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. So again, it says, but even more, I wish you could all what? Prophesy. Tell the person next to you, God wishes that you may prophesy. How are, how are we not prophesying all of us? Like if this is right here so clearly, like it's his will that you would prophesy. Because I don't even know what prophesying means. Well, that's why we're learning today. Okay? We're demystifying this like, oh, only some people, you know. Um, let me tell you, it's for the whole body of Christ. It doesn't mean you are a prophet. 
okay? And we've, we've talked about this too, you know, there's, there's a difference when, between the office of the prophet and the body of Christ prophesying. And so the body of Christ prophesying is what we're talking about right now, okay? All right. Um, and so here comes the, the ABCDs of prophesying, which we just read, okay? Okay. Did you guys get to see all these scriptures? No? Okay. <laughs> Always build up comfort and draw near. A, B, C, D. Always build up comfort and draw near. Okay? So build up is edify, strengthen. Okay? That's the same meaning. Comfort is to cheer up. And encourage or exhort, right? Always encouraging, which is what uh, we read right there in 1 Corinthians uh, 14, um, 3. Okay? It's to draw near. That's the actual meaning of it. So in other words, whatever prophetic word we're going to give somebody should either or be building up, strengthening, edifying them, comforting them, cheering them up, or drawing them near to God. Drawing them near or exhorting or encouraging. Okay. Now, this is this is the part some people miss, and sometimes they're like they think an exhortation's got to be like a like a whack a moling of the person, you know, and just like you know hurting or being really strong, and, and that's not the way God does it. Because remember, at the very beginning, your highest goal is what love. So if you're going to give a prophetic word, but you're like, ah, I would not feel loved if I heard this, then you need to find a different way to say that. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But always build up, encourage, comfort, and draw near. You know, prophetic words should always ha- should have these characteristics like, I am, you know, that, that's my goal. One who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Okay? We're going to encourage others, strengthen them, and um, draw them near to God. Okay? So, is this clear? So when you're receiving a prophetic word, you know, we've talked about this too. If you're not feeling built up, strengthened, comfort, cheered up, or like one to get closer to God. You know, some people have received words sometimes that actually they want to go away from God. They want to run the other way. You know, that's not the heart of God. And so prophetic words should be drawing us closer to him. Like saying, wow, like that, what that brings is that brings conviction to our hearts. It brings, it brings us closer to him. Um, let's see, what else is here? Let's read uh, verse. There we go. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. So here's, here's another uh, scripture in verse 25 also says, As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. Okay, so here's, here's another uh, important part of a prophetic word that can also cause people to fear God. And let me talk about this for a second. The fear of the Lord that the Bible talks about is not a, I am scared, I'm going to run the other way. It is not that type of fear. That's not, the, that's not the fear that God wants us to have of him, okay? It is not like I'm shaking because I'm about to get abused. No, 
It is not like, oh my gosh, you know, God is coming. I, I cannot be there. No. The fear of God is, is the being in awe of God. When you look at the sky and, and you're just staring or you're staring at the ocean and you just go, who created this? Like, how powerful, how great, how amazing the person who created all of this must be. And it gives you that sense of like awe. You know, that makes you like almost like, oh my gosh, like he is my savior. He calls himself my father, yet he's the most powerful being in the universe. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of everything. Yet he sent his son to die for me. And you know, it's, it's the type of fear that caused King David to write who am I that you are mindful of me? Who am I? Like, it, it gives you, it's, it's the fear of God that makes you feel this small compared to who he is. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we are nothing compared to his greatness. Okay, and, and watch what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're nothing as in, as, if you're not, as in you're not valuable. That's not it at all. What I'm saying is that that's the type of fear of the Lord that we should be aware of and that we should have in our hearts and know like, yes, he is my father. Yes, he is my friend. Yes, he lives inside of me. But yes, he's also the almighty, powerful God, right? And so, um, the prophetic brings this element in, in, in place when, when it says the, the secrets of their heart will be exposed. Why? Because God knows somebody intimately in ways that we don't. And so when God chooses to reveal to you a secret about someone else and in a very loving, healthy way, you deliver this to them, and they go, how did you know that, right? That's the fear of the Lord that goes into somebody's heart to realize only God could have known that. And that's the kind of fear that drops people to their knees and declaring God is truly here among you. Are you with me? Yeah? yeah? So that's, what, that's why the prophetic is so amazing because it brings the supernatural element into this relationship that it's not just, yeah, you come and you get a teaching, but no, 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 hold on. The God that knows the deepest secrets, issues, and struggles of your life knows you and he's here and he speaks today. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when you experience something like that, then you experience the supernatural, then your eyes are open, you, 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 you think about God in a whole new way. So that's why this is so powerful for believers and unbelievers, right? That's why, you know, people like that gal in the coffee shop just started crying in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how do you know <laughs> that about me, you know? It's like, well, it's not me, it's God that knows you, and he wants you to know that he knows you and he cares about those things. Do you see why it is so important and so powerful that we learn to prophesy God's way, right? Jesus' way? Okay. So, it's like a, let's spin the wheel and see what comes out next. Okay, verse 31, it says, In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak. 
one after the other so that everyone will learn and be encouraged, okay? And so you might have been exposed, maybe, maybe not, to places or cultures where people just, you know, like got up randomly through a service and started yelling, thus says the Lord, and things like that. Well, that's not really God's heart. That's, that's not how it is. You know, it says it can be done in order. So we have an order in how we do this, and so it's important that we, um, that we respect that so it's not like, you know, crazy town, okay? It's, it, that's not God's heart, you know? And some people are like, oh, you don't let the Spirit of God move, and so, so I should be able to stand up and say whatever God is telling me to say at any moment in the service. It's like, no. No, that, that's not true, okay? And so prophecy is subject also to the person speaking it. Okay, prophecy can be, let's see. Okay, we already did that. You got this? Okay, this is important. Okay, prophecy can be in nature forth, foretelling or foretelling, okay? Uh, foretelling is when that prophetic word has something about the future of that person, right? Something that hasn't happened yet, something that is, is going to come. You know, I've had many of those words. A lot of them have already come to pass. Some haven't happened yet, okay? And, and some of them are in shelves and some of them are planted in my heart. Okay, and then there's foretelling, which is declaring, calling things into existence. Okay, it's when we declare things. It's the type of words that other people could have declared over you that were not good words or were not God words that you need to flush. Okay, because somebody spoke something over you, and so foretelling has to do with the creative nature of God that is inside of us. Let me explain this real quick. The Bible says in Genesis that God created man in His likeness and in His image. In his likeness and image, he created us. Okay? God's, God's nature, he's a creator. So he creates things when he speaks, right? He said in the beginning, and what did he say? Let there be light, right? And then there was light. And he spoke things into existence. Now, we're created in the likeness and image of God, which is why our words are so powerful. And our words, you know, we... Many times you're prophesying without knowing you're prophesying. And many times you're prophesying negative things that you don't know you're prophesying and you're bringing into existence. And later in your life you go, well, you know, why did that happen to me? Well, it's because you've been saying it for 10 years. And we don't realize how powerful our words are. So yes, there, there, prophecy in nature can be fore, uh, foretelling and saying like, you know, that something is coming, you know, um, I have a um, I have a friend who who re- I mean, somebody just received uh, a word uh, when Joseph Z was here a few weeks ago, and like the very next week, it started happening. Like it started coming. You know, like it was like new contracts are coming your way, and next week immediately new contracts out of nowhere just started coming his way. You know, and so it can be foretelling. It could be both. Okay, but foretelling is really important too because we're calling things into existence. Okay. Um, let's see. We need God's perspective over people to love them like He does. Okay. So when we're going to prophesy over somebody, you know, we we want to be led by compassion, and we want to be led by the by the love of God. You know, you can you can be pro- you can practice this over your children, you can practice over your spouse, you can practice this at home. You know, and like you know, I am I am declaring these things over you prophetically, you know, things that are not, 
you know, as though they were. Um, it says, well, we're just going to stick to this because otherwise I won't have time. So, um, There we go. Ask God, how do you see this person? What do you want to tell him? Very simple questions. I met once a person that um, made it really hard to prophesy, and they said, yeah, you actually need about one hour of uninterrupted prayer to be able to prophesy over one person, one word. I was like, man, boy, that sounds like really hard. Like, I don't think, like, but that's not true. You know, that's just kind of like how, how they did it, but, but that's not true. You know, it, it's a simple conversation with God. It's like, God, how do you see this person? What do you want to tell him? Again, it's hearing from God, speaking to man, okay? Prophesying in simplest form is hearing from God, speaking to man. Anyone can see, okay, I'm going to, when I sent my slides to the media team, I want you guys, it's not their fault. I sent them in this order, you know. Then they changed, and I changed. And so, so the order is a little out of whack. Um, but we're, gonna, we're coming into the other important thing. So we learned the ABCDs, okay. You got the ABCDs, okay. And now we are, uh, what, do I do this now? Where's my, there's my thing, okay. Okay. Hmm. This is, this is a good way to, to, to think about prophesying, okay? The person next to you is a pile of dirt in its very essence. Like, right, Nick? Like, like we all came from dirt. That's what I mean. Don't, 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 go, <laughs> don't go calling and, yeah, I knew it. You're a piece of dirt. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Like, it's, it's like... We, we got to think of people as, as mountains that are, you know, that are mining territory, okay? You're never going to forget this crash course. I love that church. I get to call my spouse all kinds of things during the teaching <laughs> and then say, oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess that's not what he meant. So... It's like every person is like, like this mining territory, right? We can easily see the dirt, right? I mean, we, we can see it or you already know their dirt, right? How many of you saw our social media uh, video with the digging in the dirt? Raise your hand. I just want to, okay. Well, this is kind of what it has to do with it, okay? Just... This is what it's about. So every person is like this mining territory. You can see the dirt. You can see, you know, the, the weeds. You can see some fruit. You can see certain things. But what you can't see is the gold that is underneath all of that dirt, right? For that, you have to dig, right? You have to look for it. And, um, and I think for a long time, the prophetic has gotten a bad rap because people just called out the dirt, you know, like, you are in sin, you know, I was very careful not to point at anybody, so <laughs> I pointed at the fire extinguisher back there, I was like, you're in sin, and you need to repent right now, 
It's like, oh, how did you know that? Well, let me tell you that, that you don't, you don't need to be prophetic or hear God to know that, <laughs> right? It's like, it's like it, it was so easy to just point out the dirt and what's wrong with people and then call it out and say that's prophetic. But that's not hopeful. That's not encouraging. That's not building up. That produces a little bit of behavior modification, but it doesn't transform the heart. What really transforms the heart is when we ask God, show me how you see this person, right? When we get his perspective about them, and then we're able to pull out the gold that's inside of them and show it to them and then remind them and, or maybe show them, like, this is how God sees you. You know, a lot of times it was the, um, it was, um, I, I use the other example, you know, you're making this delicious cupcake, which my daughter does all the time, and... It makes me angry because I'm trying to not eat sugar, you know. But then Bob orders, like, you know, cupcakes, and I walk in my house, and it smells like cupcakes, and it's like, oh, gosh, okay. And so you see, you know, the, the mix there. The mix does not look tasty. The mix looks like ooey, gooey, you know, just doesn't even smell like anything good, right? And so that's what we get to see in people sometimes. We just see the unfinished work. But God sees the... The picture, right? The the cupcake with the with the cherry on top and, and the cake and like the finished product. That's what God. That's how God sees us. So we need to ask God. You know, when we're prophesying or we're, when we're ministering to people, we need to ask Him, God, how do you see this person? Show me, show me the finished product. And when you get God's heart and you get God's vision for that person, then that's what you speak. That's what you prophesy. That's the goal that you pull out. Are you with me? See? And so it's, it's getting God's perspective. It's getting heaven's perspective of how he sees people and then calling those things. Listen, this will help you in parenting. I mean, in parenting, your kids are growing. They're like a mixed bag of stuff, you know? Like there's all kinds of crazy things. Behave, crazy behavior, you know? All of a sudden, you start getting weird attitudes, and then you start getting weird mood swings, and all this kind of, you know, like, ah, and it'd be so easy to point out, you know, everything that is wrong with them, you know, but if we learn to prophesy, if we learn to speak like God speaks and see how God sees them, then we start, you know, calling him differently and saying, you know what, you're better than that, you know, God created you amazing, that is not who you are, let me tell you how God sees you. See what I'm saying? Like, it's so much simpler. And I, is, there, is there deeper things in, in the prophetic? Absolutely. Way deeper, wild things. But this is where we start. This is where the body of Christ gets healthy. And let's just start prophesying over each other to always build up comfort and draw near. Always pulling out the goals. You want to see what's under here? No, let's wait. Because if not, I'm, I, I'm not going to finish my teaching. So there's three parts to the process of prophesying. You ready to write this down? Number one, revelation. Number two, interpretation. Number three, application or delivery. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Oh, thank you. I knew I should have clicked this thing. Sorry. Three parts of the process of prophesying. Revelation, interpretation, and application. Revelation, okay, is how you hear God. Remember, you can... Uh, you can, some of you are hearers, some of you are seers, some of you are knowers, and some of you are feelers, right? 
But let me say this. This is very important. Not everything that you see, hear, feel, or think you know is always God. Let's make that clear. To the degree that we're self-centered or wounded, our feelings will be dangerously inaccurate. To the degree that we're self-centered or wounded, our feelings will be dangerously inaccurate. That's why it's so important that we get whole. Okay? Remember, we know in part and we see in part. So in the revelation process, what's the revelation process is when you, when you hear from God, when you see from God, when you have a vision, when you have a dream, okay? That's the revelation part. You heard, you saw, you felt, you know this from God. You got this. You, you got the, the download, okay? That's the revelation part. But it doesn't end that way because you'd be just giving the person batter and eggs, okay? That, that's not the end. The revelation is the first step. The second one is interpretation. And that's where you need to ask God, what does this mean? What does this mean? And secondly, what do you want me to do with it? Because let me tell you, I've had dreams from God, prophetic dreams from God, where he told me something was going to happen and it happened the next morning, and it was not for me to do anything except for just to know. And I've had visions and dreams from God and my wife as well, where God has told us things about people that were not to be told to them, but only to intercede and pray for them. So if you're an intercessor, God's going to give you a lot of things prophetically that are not meant to be said, but only meant to be prayed for. And a lot of times we make the mistake that we want to be validated, so we'll just say it when we weren't supposed to say it. And we'll cause damage instead of blessing. Because does God show us negative things about people? Yes, He does. Sometimes. But the delivery is not supposed to be to put someone down, but to build up, comfort, and draw near. Huh? See, the easy part is to hear from God. The part that needs maturity and growth is the interpretation and then the application. You know, when you're interpreting this and you're about to deliver, you ask yourself, you know, does this line up with the Bible? Is it, does this sound like Jesus? Not Elijah. Jesus. Well, Elijah did it. Yeah, he also called down fire. And if you read in the New Testament, when Jesus' disciples ask him, should we also call down fire? Jesus is like, are you crazy? No. This is really important. So does this line up with the Bible? Does it sound like Jesus? Number three, the application or delivery, okay? How do we deliver it is going to, listen, we can, we can preach, teach, or prophesy out of a selfish place or out of a place of love. And we said, number one, our goal should be love, right? If we're doing it out of a selfish place, we just want the shock value. Right? I just want that release. I'm going to feel good when I see you go, ah! you know? That's not what it's about. It's about love and edification and comfort and drawing them near to God. And so my delivery cannot be, even if it is God 100%, I'm not going to go, thus say the Lord. 
Because when I use those type of words, it almost makes me sound infallible. And I don't want to sound infallible to anybody. Instead, I'm going to say, I, I feel like God is saying this over you. Or I think God wants you to know this about you. Or this is what I heard. You know, you tell me if it makes any sense to you. Why? Because that's humble. That says, I am flesh. I am human. I could have missed it. Again, because it's not to build me up, it's to build them up. Are you with me? Okay? And so the application is really important. I wanna I wanna say I wanna say it in that very humble way, okay? And it is okay also to say, I don't know what this means. This is I just saw this word over you, business. I just saw this word over you, parent. I just saw this word over you. It's okay to also say, I don't know what it means. And so this is where practice and maturity, this, this is why we need to create a safe place, right? Because if one of us gives the word and it's just like, I don't know what this means, but I saw you falling down straight to hell. <laughs> you said it very nicely, very humbly, but thank God that last week I taught you how to flush words <laughs> and reject the word without rejecting the person. <laughs> Do you see why a lot of places and, and cultures don't even teach about this stuff because you could just create a mess? But what happens if we learn how to receive them and we've learned that, you know, <laughs> a prophetic word it's not infallible, right, that we should pay attention to those things. But it's important because the prophetic is going to draw out people's destinies. And so what if we're building a place where we're constantly drawing out people's destinies, right, and helping them in the direction of their life? This is actually the body of Christ speaking the word of God to one another, right, and helping them walk in their destiny. So this is, this is uh-oh, let me show you what I brought. It's not human remains. No, it's not. Okay? So this is the job of one who is prophesying. It is, I mean, you can clearly see the dirt, right? The Lord says you're dirty. Okay, that's not very, it doesn't take hearing God or interpreting or revelation or anything like that. But... You know, my job is to look in here. Oh, God. Right? And this is what a lot of people don't want to do. It's like, I don't even like that person. I don't, why would I want to say something nice about them? Like, I don't, you know, no. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, that's probably one of the most powerful things you should do is somebody rubs you the wrong way, you need to ask God, God, how do you see them? And then after you've cried for a while, you go and you tell them really nicely. I'm glad we didn't make this any harder, Josh. Ah, there is gold in there. Ah. See, so this is, this is our job. It's like, there might, I'm sure there's more, right? But this is really just all God's calling us to do. It's like, see him how I see him. You know, there's, there's gold inside Every person. Why do we know for sure there's gold inside every person? Because God created them. 
God made them. God created them. And a lot of time, you know, all that dirt just comes from life. Childhood, wounds, pain. And if we, if we can be good children of God and say, God, how do you see these people? Show me, show me what you see them. You know, even if they're a little dirty and dusty, I want to see them how you see them. You know, he'll show you. And then you'll be involved in people's transformations. Because when you show them how God sees them, it transforms the heart. It doesn't modify the behavior. It transforms the heart. And that's what God is looking for, heart transformation. And so I want you to stand up with me, and we're going to pray. And, um, and, um, and we're going to activate right now. So we're going to take five minutes, and we're going to activate. So I'm going to ask, actually, the whole prayer team and leaders to come up to this, to come up to the front here. You know, leaders, prayer team, ministers, uh, the, you know, and then any, any else, you know, teachers from Wednesday nights, come up here. Just fill the whole front here, okay? And this is what we're going to do. Worship team, come worship team. Anybody who's been uh, under me for, you know, a couple years already or something like that, that you know, we've taught this before, okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and you're going to pray too, right there, okay? And we're going to ask God, okay? You can either be specific, Lord, what are you saying about the person next to me? How do you see the person next to me? Or, or maybe uh, you're just like, I don't know how to do this. I just want a prophetic word. And just come up to the front and then, you know, they're going to pray over you and prophesy over you. Okay. And we're going to practice this. This is safe. You can't fail. You can't fail. Tell the person next to you, you can't fail. You can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. Because you're his sheep and you hear his voice, right? Say, bah, yes. All right. So just close your eyes right where you're at, okay? So there's really no, no, no formula to do this, okay? I just, just, everybody up here, you know, if, uh, if, if you're up here and God gives you a word for somebody over there, just, just go and, you know, just release that over them. Remember, always build up comfort and draw near to God. So is what I'm about to say, would it be a blessing to them? Okay. And let me say this too. It, it might sound just like an encouragement, but when it's God, it's not just human encouragement. It's divine encouragement. Okay. So if it's God, it's not just like, you know, from the flesh, it's divine encouragement. And that divine encouragement could change somebody's life forever. And then sometimes, you know, it might come with a word of knowledge, and we'll have to talk about that another time. But it's, uh, it's those things that, that only God knows, okay? And so if you're, if you're out here also, and God gives you a prophetic word for someone, just leave your seat, you know, and, and go, go deliver that, okay? But what I don't want is for anyone to leave this place just because you're scared of what might happen. <laughs> don't be. It's a safe place. So, Father God, we thank you right now that you speak to us, that we hear your voice, Lord. And that even right now as, as we're here, you're already giving revelation to people. They're hearing and feeling and knowing things. And, uh, and, and now I thank you that you give us interpretation of, of what it means and, and how to deliver it and how to say it. And I thank you, God, that um, right now you show us how you see people around us. You show us how you see them. Give us your perspective, God, 
And would you reveal to us, God, things that you know and you love about them? In Jesus' name. And so go ahead, leaders. Um, So you may come up front. You guys may also go. And you can also leave your place and and go be on sign. Maybe you have a word for someone. Just just go. Just go right now. You know, there's a, a lot of you that are very... Very prophetic here. So just just go right now. Okay, one, two, three. Go. Be bold. Be brave. Take a risk. This is the, the practice classroom. This is the lab right now. It's all good. All right. Come on, go. And, and, and if, you, if you receive a word, it doesn't mean you can't give a word. You also go, you know, give somebody a word. It's very simple. Say, God, what are you saying? Or who do you want to say something to? So now we, we're equipped. We know what to do with this. This doesn't scare us, all right? And then when you hear from God, you, you know where to start. You know, you know what to do. You know what to say. Uh, and it's really important because a lot of times we, we feel that in our hearts and we're like, I know that this is God or I know that I, I'm supposed to do something with this, but we don't know what to do or we're scared about what could happen if we miss it. And let me tell you, it's okay to miss it. So if you received a prophetic word or you gave a prophetic word, you have a guideline now. But if you received one, wait, now you, you get to either flush it or shelve it or plant it in your heart, Right? And that's okay. And then let me tell you one more thing. If it really resonated with you, if it was like something very, very relevant to you that you're dealing with, that is active, that you're like, and you receive that word, tell that person. Let them know. Let them know like that is right on exactly what was going on, what I needed to hear. Thank you. Why? Because this is how we practice and we let each other know Yes, thank you, that was God, right? So now I know, okay, that's good, you know? Don't tell him if you're going to flush it. That's just not nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We love you very much. We are, I, I am so blessed and so excited just to have, you know, an amazing congregation of people that just want to build other people up and, and, transform lives with us you know so thank you for building this place with us and for for receiving things that maybe you haven't heard or you've heard differently and and for allowing your heart to just heal from wrong theology or wrong practices and and say okay there's a there's a god way to do this stuff you know we need the spirit we need the power of god in our lives more than ever the world needs the supernatural power of god amen we love you god bless you if you need prayer for anything else come up front we're going to pray for you over here